0: What is going on Fanatics? It is the uh, 18th of July. Here recording on a Sunday night. Beginning to bloom here momentarily. We're going to do it a little bit differently tonight as uh, I'm going to start with Jared Stansberry. Welcome him onto the podcast. Stans has been in Council Bluffs all weekend covering a couple of Iowa State basketball commitments. I want to get his scouting report on Eli King and Taman Lipsy. Then we'll do some Big 12 football in the second segment as I'll be bring in Brent Bloom. Before we do that, of course, we want to thank our title sponsor, the Williams & Bloom Sunday Night Podcast, Mechdyne. Enabling Discovery. We told you about some of the things that Mechdyne has been tasked with, not tasked with, hired, and they take a lot of damn pride in it. Uh, with the new Iowa State, not only football facility, but the all sports facility. Listen, I haven't really, um, I have gotten like a tour or anything of this thing yet, but I've heard that it is amazing uh, from a lot of different people, including some folks at Dine, uh, including some folks inside the Iowa State football uh Department. So that's really cool. And I can't wait to be able to show you guys pictures of that. Go to MacDine.com, a great company. It's located, it's headquartered in Marshalltown, but they're all over the globe. And uh, check out their careers page if you are looking. I also want to give a shout out to Farm Story Meats. So I have a great story. You guys are always hearing me um, promoting Iowa pork, right? So uh, my man Ray from farm story meats, uh, farmstorymeats.com sent me a big, um, box of meat. Uh, it was about a month ago and I finally got out the strips, the, um, the KC strips, holy mackerel. That was the best steak I have eaten in years. I'm not, I'm not kidding you guys. It was unbelievable. It, it really, um, surprised me. I, I mean, I thought it would be good. These were phenomenal. You have to try it to believe it. Farm Story Meats, I think it's an amazing company, from the from the Iowa farm, shipped straight to you. It's Go and check out their website. It's fantastic. There's all these like meal boxes and stuff like that you can get. Crap's coming from like California. This is coming from right here in the great state of Iowa. Farmstorymeats.com. If you want to see those steaks, I actually tweeted about them. Uh, it would have been last week, so go go and check out farmstorymeats.com, and uh, of course, tell them that Cyclone Fanatics sent you. Uh, we're hoping to do more with Farm Story Meats in the coming months. Right now, I got a promo code for you, for listeners of the podcast, SUMMER10. Do it. Check out SUMMER10. That is good until... Uh, July 31st, and that will get you 10% off at farmstorymeats.com All right, uh, we'll bring in Jared Stansberry coming up after a little bit of English. We're going to talk some basketball, then we'll get into Big 12 football here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Yeah, let's bring in a little bit uh English. <laughs> all right as promised uh we are doing the whole thing via zoom uh tonight bloom is a single dad right now and uh we'll explain all that when bloom gets on i've, I've had a hell of a weekend I get back from dallas i was actually going to take friday off i worked a lot in dallas and i was going to take um, is Jared Stansbury joins me, I got this, like my, my office is almost done here, uh, at the home office in Bonnerette. We've had all this construction work and I was really looking forward to just getting a bunch of stuff done. And you, you, know, we get the call, uh, your kid's got a fever. She has the old, uh, hand, foot and mouth, uh, deal. Didn't yeah. you have that once? Yeah. I had it when Cameron got it. Yeah. That was to to be blunt. That was a bitch. I lost my fingernails and my toe. It was awful. Uh, like that was one of the worst. Um, you remember our old nanny, uh, Shelby, you know, Shelby, she was a clearing. Yeah, yeah. My God, she got it even worse than I did. Like Cameron had like one little pustule on her face and she mowed through like three adults. Like it, it was brutal. I, I wish that upon, I do not wish that upon my worst enemy. Awful. Yeah.
1: That, that sounds terrible. Yeah. And the office looks good though.
0: Hmm it'll look better when I get all the stuff on it, but yeah, I appreciate it. This Will be a nice little cave for us. Um, yeah, that's, for what, sure. that's what I'm good. hoping for. All right. Um, yeah, bring in Jared Stansbury right now and want to talk to him about, you had a fun weekend. It, it, at least it looked fun. I was, I was kind of jealous. I wish that I could have joined you, uh, in counts of bluffs. What, what's the actual like name of the tournament you were at? Cause I just keep calling it the AAU tournament in counts of bluffs. What, what was it? Like a Nike event? Like, what was it?
1: So the team that Tame and Lipsy and Eli King play for D1 Minnesota is affiliated with the, I think it's formerly called the Adidas gauntlet. Now it's called the, uh, three stripes, select basketball, uh, circuit basically. And, uh, they call it three or three double SB or something like that is what they normally call it, but it's just the Adidas equivalent of the EYBL. Uh, which okay. is what Nike does. So uh, there was you know, teams from all over the country. Uh, obviously, D1 Minnesota was the one that I was mostly there to watch, but uh, there was a team from Utah that had some pretty good players there. That uh, One of the best players in Colorado. It was kind of cool to see him, a kid named Zach Keller. Uh, there was a guy, uh, the number five player in the class, Chris Livingston, the team that he plays for. Uh, was there there. We all can go is the name of the program. And they actually have Mikey Williams usually on the team. He's the the number one player in the 2023 class, but he wasn't there yesterday. So uh, it was just uh, Chris Livingston, but no, it was, it was good, man. It was fun to see, you know, a bunch of good players. Uh, Obviously there was a ton of college coaches in, in attendance. That was actually the first AAU tournament I'd ever been to uh, I never played AAU or anything like that. So, uh, it was interesting to kind of get a, you know, a look of at how everything works and, um, and I'm sure I'll be doing it again here soon.
0: Okay. So, and that's good. Cause that's the type of content people really love. I, I'm looking forward to see what you, I know you were taking notes and got some interviews and stuff like that. So we're looking forward to that. Um, before we get into the two guys, did that that tournament was today, too, right? It was on Sunday. Yeah. Okay, so I it, think Ots was going on Sunday. That's yeah, it actually
1: I, started on Friday. Okay. Uh, and then they everybody just played one game on Friday, and I think it was basically to dictate which part of the bracket you were going to end up in. Uh, and then you played two yesterday and two today. So um, I know that uh, TJ was there today. I think Kyle Green was there today as well. And Blunt uh, was maybe. there
0: yesterday when you were there, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, Jr. Blunt was there yesterday.
1: Okay. And then I... I think D Rob was was there on Friday. Oh, okay. Uh, I, okay. I'd have to double I'd, I'd have to double check that, but I'm like 95 percent sure that that's correct.
0: So clearly they're uh, spending a lot of time at that. So, yeah, um, yeah we don't need to get into. Uh, let's just get into it. Well, I, I think it's worth noting that Eli King has just gotten back. So yeah. he's been injured. He blew out his knee. Uh, was right. That's what he did. Correct. I think that's right. Okay,
1: That's what I thought that it was. But he also was he was holding his groin yesterday and it looked like he was having a really tough time being able to get that stretched out. So I almost maybe I wonder if that maybe was what it was. He had some sort of groin injury, but I didn't ask him. I I just. All right. Well, I wasn't worried about it. I know he he told me that he's back to the point where he can play in four minute spurts. And, uh, you know, they're hoping to get him to where he can play full time again here soon next couple of weeks probably
0: so regardless he he was probably just a shell yeah of what he is when you saw him um, I, I some people probably didn't even know he was injured so I think that that that's important mm-hmm. to point out uh, we'll, we'll start with him what um, I don't, to me he seems like a um, I, I, you're the basketball guy what do you like give me like best case scenario? Like, from what you know, uh, what could he give me a player comp, that type of thing for Eli King?
1: Oh, man, a player comp.
0: Um, I love player comps. That's what we love to do.
1: So, I actually was sitting and I was, when I was watching them yesterday, I was actually kind of trying to think of of guys because, you know, they're both kind of unique in the sense that they are not people who thrive off of scoring, they thrive off of just doing everything. If that makes sense. Like they just make the right play. They're very, they're those kinds of guys
0: the, you know who, um, Lipsy. And I, I don't want to put these X. I'm sorry. I'm hijacking this. It's a little bit of like Stinson is how I would put both of these guys in the sense that not that they're going to come in and be all big 12 day one. Like Curtis was, they were good at like everything, but not great at anything. That was Curtis. And that yeah. was why that was eventually what kept him out of the NBA. Is because he was just kind of like this, like poor man's Chris Paul, but he couldn't like in- do anything at that. L- you know what I'm saying? Like right, that, right. that, that would be kind of like what, what I've seen from Lipsy a little bit. Go ahead, sorry.
1: And I and I think Curtis was probably a better scorer than what I think Taman probably uh, projects to be. At, at the college level. Yeah, uh, but I think with Eli, you know what what I thought was really good about him is that he is a guy who is always diving on the floor, trying to get after it. He's always crashing the glass, even though that he's, you know, kind of undersized when he gets down uh, in that area, but he's explosive. And there was a couple moments where, you know, the rebound was up high. There's multiple people around and he's the one that's exploding up in the air to go and grab the ball at the high point. And that was really impressive to me to see him get up, down, get down there and really mix it up in that area. And, you know, he's not a forward or he's not a, or anything like that. Like he's a guard that's down there rebounding, I think at a, a forward type level. And, and that's why, I, you know, I told you yesterday, I'd be, I'm interested to see, you know, when he's back at full strength, maybe that's something I'll have to do during the winter is make a trip up there to go and watch him play uh, in a high school game, because I I, I want to be able to see him play at full strength. But uh, he, he, he does a really good job passing when Taylorman comes off the floor, he is their point guard. Uh, and then, you know, he, he'll do a, a nice job of being able to get them into their office and th- offense and things like that. But neither one of them is a guy who is going to look to score immediately uh, unless they've really got an opening, you know? And I thought that was impressive to just see that these are guys who are like, th- they want to win. And you know, there's not always a lot of guys at the a, in the AAU level that uh, are focused on winning. They're there to try and get offers, you know, and trying yeah. to get noticed by college coaches. No doubt. And uh, those two just all they give a shit about is winning. And yeah. and I really appreciate that. But um, you know, I think it's hard for me to judge Eli because I told you this yesterday, like I think he probably had a tough day because of the injury. Uh, I mean, he only scored, I think four or five points in the two games that I watched him play. And and I think it's just because he was a step slow. It looked like he was rusty and he's kind of just getting back into the flow of things.
0: One thing I like about the Eli thing and this I, I don't expect fans to truly appreciate this too much, but it's just the family connection with TJ. Like that, I mean, they that family knows, and, and Eli knows exactly what they're getting into. There's nothing yeah. that was a problem. I think at the end of the pro era, where a lot of guys thought they were going to come in and play a spot, and they didn't. And yes. like th- this is a deal where I mean, there's just no secrets. That relationship uh, is rock solid, and that and that makes me comforted to know that this will not be a bust like right you know what i mean like i don't know we don't know what he's going to turn into he's going to be a good player i'm confident mm-hmm. of that In eli king
1: yeah and i think that that's something you can say about both of them yeah uh, I, I agree I, I think at the end of the day like they're both guys that are gonna come to iowa state with high floors like at worst they're good role players yes in my mind but I also don't know how high the ceiling is. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say that I see either like see like all American potential from either one of them, but I think that they're probably both guys that if they reach their absolute ceiling of what they could be at Iowa state, they're both guys who could be all big 12 type players, Uh, you know, probably down the road and be, you know, uh, Eli's a guy that I think if it really maximized what his tools are he's someone that i think could be a first team all big 12 type guy first second team and then Taman's more of a second or honorable mention type guy just where it depends on circumstances and all that kind of stuff but that's a whole other deal uh but i I think that elite eli can be a really elite player once you know he gets back to, to full strength and everything um but man just like I said, like I I appreciate how dedicated they are to winning games. And that was something that their coach said to me after uh, their second game, when I talked to him, you know, I just, I, I said, how would you describe their games to someone that's never seen them before? And, you know, he used some expletives, but he said they're effing warriors. And he's like, they don't ever take a possession off. Yeah, They're doing everything that they can to win the basketball game. And he's like, for two games today, he's like, they're doing everything that it takes to win games. They don't take possessions off. They're getting on the floor after loose balls. Uh, They're trying to take charges. Like, they're doing everything that – the little things. And, you know, that's what – you know, you've seen them now. They went out and offered that Ryland Griffin from Texas, who was actually at the tournament yesterday, he plays for Trey Young's uh, AAU program, and and he had a really, really good day. That kid is is very good, and uh, you know, I can see what the staff is kind of doing. They know that they've got Lipsy and King, who can be kind of your cornerstones of the class, that, and then you can go and swing for some bigger fish now. Try and land some, you know, maybe hit a home run or something like that, and recruiting to come in and these two guys can be your role players, your glue guys, in a sense, while then now you try and fill the talent in around You're, them, you're Melvin Edgems,
0: you're Nazmi Trulongs. Yeah, and, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and you, like, they, you know, they could develop to be someone, you know, even a Matt Thomas, like someone mm-hmm. who is uh, as good as all those guys were. Like, at the end of the day, when, when Iowa State was playing at its best, like, those guys were playing a role and doing it really, really well you know, and now the role that they played has obviously allowed them to have great success. It's gotten Matt into the NBA because he's one of the best shooters in the world. You know, Naz has been able to stick around at that level because he's such a good shooter and he's so, you know, so good as a passer and stuff like that. Like, that's what I think both of these guys are going to bring to the table. They're not going to be Monte Morris. They're not going to be Jordan Yang, I don't think, but they could be, a Nazmi Truong, They could be a a Matt Thomas, a a Melvin Edgem, you know, a Dustin Hogue, like those kinds of guys. Like you have to have those guys to be able to win basketball games at a high level still.
0: All right. Let's uh, move on to Lipsy here in one second. I want to thank our friends and uh, longtime sponsor of everything we do at Cyclone Fanatic. They were the reason we were down in Dallas, uh, the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center uh, reminding you back to school coming up. Get those back-to-school vaccinations for the kids. Get your physicals, all of that good stuff. Super easy. Go online. Make an appointment at iowaclinic.com. That's where you can pay your bills. You can get virtual care, all the good stuff. But we're looking forward to I always do this uh, back to school right when the season starts. That's when I get my uh, annual physical because it's, it's easy for me to remember just like my kids are doing it. I'm going to go do it too. iowaclinic.com. Check them out today. All right, Stansberry, um, Taman Lipsy, tell me a little bit more about him. Uh, A little more of a known commodity amongst Iowa State fans, but another similar story where he had an injury that um, really kind of changed his recruiting profile. Um, Guy we're familiar with, Fred Hoiberg, stayed on him really close. um, Was still a very nice prospect, was a major priority of Coach Otzelberger's when he got to town. Uh, But he, but he, he wasn't ever that like... Four to five star type guy. the The knee injury probably helped, but he's an all around athlete. He's been described to me as one of the best pure athletes to ever commit to Iowa State. Um, what did you What did you see from him? And and I guess was this the first time you've seen him play in person?
1: Uh, no, I actually have. Uh... I think I've done some of his games on the radio oh, okay. when uh, with Dave Sproul up in yeah. Ames. I, I have done a handful of basketball games for them over the years, but uh, and then I've obviously watched him a lot, you know, on TV and when they've been at the state tournament and those kinds of things. But uh, he is a very, very advanced passer and sees the floor at a really high level, and I think that that's got to be exciting uh, for Iowa State fans, you know, and I. <laughs> I don't want to make this comparison like because of obviously how good of Tyrese Halliburton was at at Iowa State. And Taman is considerably smaller than Tyrese was as a high schooler. I mean, he's five inches shorter than Tyrese at least. But the first time I watched Tyrese's film uh, as a high school kid from his junior year, the thing that immediately jumped out to you was, man, this kid can just really see the floor in the way that he would push the ball ahead on fast breaks and things like that. And and I said at the time, it reminded me of Lonzo ball who had been so good at Mm. UCLA the, the previous year. Tayman's got some of that. He sees the floor at a really high level. He's got that court vision, and he's a um, you know he's um, got some imagination in how he'll make some his his passes and things like that. Uh, he's got a really good floater game around the rim, where that allows him to kind of uh, negate some of the uh, size mismatches that he'll see when he gets into uh, into the paint uh, with bigger people. Uh, and then his shot is smooth and it's quick. And you know I, I think that he's a guy that like can be you know, if, if Tyrese Hunter is still at Iowa State next year, which we assume that he will be, uh, you put those two guys together like, and have two point guards on the floor, both of them can do some things off the bounce. So both of them can knock down shots and both of them are really great athletes that want to defend. That could make Iowa State's backcourt pretty salty because those two guys are going to, like, I can already see the kind of player that Taman is going to be when he gets to Iowa State. He's just going to be an absolute menace defensively the people that, uh, that the guy that other teams hate to play against because they know that he's going to be in your shorts for 40 minutes. Uh, and then, you know, he's just going to make the right play on offense. He's not going to be a super dynamic scorer or anything like that. But every night you're like, he's going to be on the scouting report and be like, this guy is going to piss you off mm-hmm. because of the way that he plays the game. And that's because he plays the game, uh, at 110% every time. And, uh, it doesn't do anything overly flashy, but, um, you know, just, just gets the job done. It's like the annoying guy, uh, noonball who just plays way
0: too hard a defense, but that's him at like a real level.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've been lucky to get to play a lot of basketball with, uh, with Micah Byers. Is uh, the that Micah? Of basketball hopper. Yeah. Micah. That's some of Micah's tendencies. Micah just makes the right play. You know, he's not going to take a bunch he's, of shots, but yeah. he's going to get after you on defense. He's the guy who takes a charge at Noonball.
0: Oh you know? God, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Micah. Well, you know, it takes all kinds. It's, it's, yeah, no, I, I, am excited for both of these guys. I'm glad that you got the opportunity to go watch them and it'll be, it'll be fun to see King too, as he starts to get healthy. He just got cleared, like not yeah. that long ago.
1: This so. was just a second week back playing.
0: Yeah. So he's just kind of getting back into the groove, but you, so Jared has a couple of videos up on the front page, and uh, you talk to their coach, right? You're going to be doing yeah, something on I, that.
1: I'm going to do a couple stories tomorrow. Uh, that that one that I, with the coach will probably be my Monday musings. So we'll, awesome. I'll have that first thing tomorrow morning.
0: Cool. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll have a lot more football too. I've I've got a I've got like four things that I have been working on from last week in Dallas that I just so again the kid got the hand, foot, and the mouth, and it's just been a kind of a disaster of a weekend since that happened but nonetheless um thank you stans i appreciate it i'm gonna let you go and bring bloom on all right yep sounds good all right before we bring in bloom i want to thank our final two sponsors of the evening first nebraska furniture mart uh finally got my bathrooms done i've been telling you all about these uh the most important thing here is that the wife is very happy She's uh, ecstatic. Actually, I'm actually surprised. I like this new shower as much as I do. It's like one of those super nice and large, like tiled ones. It's it's, it's kind of like you know, y'all you, you stay in a fancy hotel room. It's it's like one of those showers. I didn't even know this. Go. Uh, so the wife wanted to renovate the bathrooms. This was this spring, and I was like, whatever, you know, like, I, I, okay. Well, what do we do? And then I called my friend, Timmy Mullen at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. Of course, he's like, hey, come on down. Check out what we got. I didn't even know this. You can do everything at Nebraska Furniture, Martin Clive. Everything. They have everything for the bathroom. It was incredible. And you guys will be able to see it. I'm going to post our um, finished product. That should be coming up in the next couple of days. Of course, the wife had to get it all looking pretty for y'all. But it's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, the daughter's got a new one, tub. I mean, they, they you know it's tiled. All that good stuff. You can get everything at NFM.com. Of course, uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners actually in the Omaha area. You all are familiar with Nebraska Furniture Mart and Clive. Or, and I'm used to saying Clive. They got it in Omaha, too. That's the original. It's down in Kansas City now. Of course, they're in Dallas. They're everywhere. NFM.com. It's not just like couches. You can do your floor. You can do anything. NFM.com. Uh, check them out today. Also want to thank our friends at Gravitate Co-Working. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. You can go to gravitatecoworking.com and check out the membership plans. Monthly, uh, daily and hourly rates. You can get a mailbox. They are in Midtown. They are downtown. Jefferson and Cedar Falls. You can go and uh, look at all the rates to see uh, exactly what you need. Everybody needs different things, but I do know this. A lot of y'all are not going back to the office if you're not, but you need to get out of your house. This is a perfect thing for you. GravitateCoworking.com. Please tell our friend Jeff that One Fanatic sent you. All right, with that, let's bring in Brent Bloom, um, the single dad of the year. He's not really <laughs> single, but it felt like it. Yeah.
2: Don't get everyone's expectations up. now.
0: Bloom's wife, uh, well, well, she's off at like a funeral.
2: Yeah, a memorial service. I mean, funeral. it seems like they're yeah. all
0: having like a binge out there on the East Coast. No, she they, she, she drunk dialed me the other night accidentally. <laughs> she didn't mean to. I'm am kidding. I'm making it sound. Worse. <laughs> I know you.
2: I know. No, they. It's, I, I, I always mean, say that because I know the Obin family can handle it. They. I'm sure they still. What was cool is it was more of a celebration of That's um, cool. her uncle rather than a funeral, which Got is, you know, I think a good way to go. But it, yeah. anyway, the family lives in New Hampshire. Okay. There's no easy, there's no easy way to get to New Hampshire. No. And so you have to, you basically, I mean, the flights were like $1,100. So they drove, so they drove. So it's 20, 22 hours wow. one way. So Holy they're on their way. So that, 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 meant that sounds that uh, awful. It was a five day excursion. They to, probably had uh, a great time, though, man. That, I mean, that, I, I, that's a good it, memory. I mean, they don't get to see that side of their family much because they're in New Hampshire. Yeah, and so, in unfortunate circumstances to bring them together, but it does sound like it was it was helpful for the family and uh, well, good, meaningful for everybody involved. But yeah, that meant that oh. I had the, the two little guys for five straight days, Ugh. and so the Cody roads going down smooth when I'm talking yeah. to you. Well, so I've been dealing with the hand, foot, and mouth monster. all weekend
0: so i'm drinking i just poured a. I did i did one glass of cody road with stansbury and i just poured a second one before bringing you on here
2: aren't we a model for parenthood
0: oh bloom how do these kids get sick as much as they do it's It's
2: unbelievable it's a fantastic question
0: elise has been sick like four times (laughs) in a month here's the deal so this is the bitch of it we put her in this center because it was more convenient for me with work because I could really use an extra hour in the day and I can take her early if I need to. Right. Yep. Cause yep. my wife works late. So it's was like, this is more convenient. Now the in-home can't call us like it's seven thirty and say like, Oh, I'm sick. You know, like this is, but the kid has been out. Like it's unreal. She's don't sick. don't prepare you for that part.
2: All the time. First two years. <sighs> of. A, in a daycare just be prepared there's everybody. more yeah i'm not done Well, no i think you're, you're about done i mean I was gonna say, what kinda, else can she get you've run the game i mean she's almost two though right like yeah. she's right at the edge but so she just you're, started you're going to a daycare it. like three months ago yeah though. well that's part i mean then they just they run through everything there oh. anyway yeah things that um they don't tell you about when you're
0: expecting. Well, her teacher is a big Cyclone fan. Uh, she may listen to this. I'm not blaming you. The Generation Next oh. there in Bondurant, they do a great job. Um, I, we actually love it. I wish that we would have taken her a long time ago. But nonetheless, it has been an Bit. absolute bitch. Yeah. Daycare oh. providers, are uh, God. they deserve to be paid more. <laughs> <laughs> which is saying something because we pay him a shit
2: ton of money Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And then our laughs> I mean, come expensive. on I, I don't know who's going to pay him more but it's not me everyone's I can't like, hey, it. so you should you, you should open everyone's like you should open up a college savings account I'm like I should just keep paying what I'm paying for daycare that'll take care of an ivy league
0: uh, that's actually a really good point alright um, <laughs> shut up Zoe
2: yeah. Um, so now I got a dog too. I mean, this is just this an embarrassment of.
0: Uh, you're fine. This is our yeah. lives. This is our lives. If people don't like it, if and I'm sure that the Obinks will listen to this on their way home, and Crystal's <laughs> they, they gonna told like. Me. Crystal's yeah. gonna like to hear uh, Zoe in the background. So this will be <laughs> yeah, great. That's right. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, covered some basketball stuff with Stainsbury. He was in Council Bluffs this weekend watching the boys. Um, I I was in Dallas last week. I uh, really enjoyed it. Really, a odd deal to have Iowa State be like, you know, kind of the the show. Campbell was more interesting than Lincoln Riley, I think, at this point in his career. Um, every I've written like four thousand words from down there. I've got a, probably about five thousand more to write this week, so y'all can check that out. Bloom, what were your? Uh, did you have any big takeaways from the Big Twelve Media Days?
2: I mean, nothing we didn't know. I mean, I think that's the cool part is there just aren't many questions for Iowa State from a team perspective. And the big buzzy thing was the Campbell job situation, which, again, yeah, what he the said hell? S- something similar, you know, for years. It's like, what the hell? Where, like, where did that come from? Like, I I guess I get it now,
0: like, w- in retrospect. But, like, am I that? night I didn't expect that to be a topic at all. Like, I well, really didn't. The not, timing in, of it. not in July. Right. I've right. never is, been to one of those things, Bloom, where a dude gets asked on a podium by a legitimate reporter. <laughs> where, like, yeah. like, this is a legitimate guy down there in Austin. Like, why are you still at the school you're at? Like, Bryles right. never got that. Like, Gundy never got that. You know, like, why, that was – I thought it was a uh, question – that's fair. You do that one in the little side thing. Uh, but candle ha- Campbell handled it masterfully. Like it, I mean, if that's not a recruiting tool, I don't know. I mean, they got two commitments since, you know, maybe
2: that had something to do with it, but like, I thought he handled it, handled it like a pro. No question. And then, you know, the sports center asked a similar question. Yeah, He's going to have to keep answering it. And I obviously was well prepared for it, which was great. You know, good prep by everybody involved, but it's just kind of like, man, the, like you said, you're a top 10 team. You thought that the questions would be about being a top 10 team in college football, not about why is a guy, the coach of a top 10 team? Well, isn't that the answer? It's like, yeah. I have a top 10 team. I mean, that's, You know, if he, if he really wanted to be in a hole, he said, just said, well, look who I'm coaching right now. I think my talent's just as good as anybody else's. Um, but he went the classy route as he probably could have. I, it, you know, at some point, if they keep stringing these together, especially after this next year, then the questions will stop just like they did. Ferentz, for. It's a very yeah, similar deal to Ferentz, right? I mean, they'll, they'll eventually stop. He's, he's kind of in the throes of it now. And there's a lot of folks that are probably thinking, well, Iowa state even after this year, can't keep it up. And so, you know, we'll see if they continue, but I thought he handled it. Great. Always does. Uh, but as far as, you know, I thought your interview with Brees is really good. Um, fun to actually hear from him in person. So it, I think you made a great point where you hadn't really talked to Brees in person before. Never. Nobody had yeah.
0: I, and that. That got me to thinking, too. So, yeah, Mike Green told me that from sports information. Beaner, we all love Beaner. Does a great job. He's been there forever. He told me because of COVID last because they can't talk to freshmen your first year. Second year is COVID. So everything's on Zoom. That was only so they the only time Brees had ever met with the media in person was after his freshman year in between there. They did because he was really good. Right. And it was good publicity for the program to make him available. So they had like a spring thing with him where he could talk. But that was the second time in his career he finished six in the Heisman last year. <laughs> that crazy. was only the second time in his career that he had ever spoken to the media face to face. How crazy
2: is that? Yeah, I mean, just, just wild. And he did a great job. I thought you had some really good questions. I thought his answer on the Heisman was super interesting. Like, yeah, I know running backs aren't really considered anymore, but yeah, you know, we'll keep banging the drum basically. So it was, it was great. I, but it's, it's interesting. You know, nothing really came out of it, which is good news for Iowa state again, because all the commodities are really known at this point, and maybe the national media started to realize, "Wow, Iowa State could be pretty good." But even that, they were, even Matt's, you know, Nash, the the big presser, didn't reveal much at all, which I, I kind of expected. Outside of the job answer, it, which got some buzz. If you thought
0: Matt Campbell was going to say anything interesting willingly, you haven't been paying
2: attention. <laughs> Yeah, would it, it did anything – I mean, did any of those coaches get into much? I mean, it just didn't seem like uh, a whole lot outside of the horns down thing. I wanted to ask it, you – It wasn't news. I That's really, not news. I wanted to ask you about that, though. I would love to answer it because I have an answer that you no know, people aren't going to like. I think um, – I'm done with Mike Gundy. I think I'm out.
0: Like, I just don't <laughs> it, like him anymore. There's the mullet, the cutting of the mullet? No. I just, like – I don't know. He's got some proven to me. Like, I I just don't trust him. Like, I think that he's, I honestly think Gundy's a guy who last year with that whole deal, you know, like the truth kind of like with that Chuba Hubbard deal, I I still like, think about that. Like how that all played out. How did like not more happen? I'm not saying fired a guy, but like they had this big controversy and then they had that like video where it's like, yeah, very shot on a cell phone. And yeah. then, like, we didn't hear anything. It, his answers were just, like, it felt to me like the the guy who's like, I know I have to say this, but damn it, I don't believe it. Like, talking about, like, name image and, like, this and stuff like that. I don't know. I still think he's a hell of a football coach. I'm not down on him as sure. that. His deal kind of, like, was weird. Sarkeesian was crazy boring. Like, I learned, really? nothing, I learned nothing about Texas this week. Okay. Um, I learned nothing about them. Uh, Patterson was great. Uh, I thought I talked to him a little bit about Max Duggan and, um, cause he knows I'm a Max Duggan guy. Yeah. We, we had that whole, uh, do you remember too? And, and so we, a correction, Jim is no longer the coach at Lewis central. Thanks to whoever uh, corrected us on that. Yes, Jim, but Jim, when we were at KMA, Jim was the head coach at St. Albert who, uh, The quarterback there was Jake Waters, former Kansas State Wildcat, now on the Matt Campbell staff at Iowa State. And he left to go coach in Texas. Because I think a lot of people are like, why did Max go to TCU? Well, there's this whole, like, long connection between the two there. And, like, I I thought it was interesting – you know when we're piecing together, I still think it's Oklahoma one, Iowa State two. Everybody else, like three through six, they yes. are all in their own deal. I'm not buying into the Texas thing yet. I think they'll be fine. I'm not saying Sark's going to be a bust, but I am not ready to crown them. Um, the The TCU deal, I'm a little higher on them, but I don't like their schedule. As you pointed out to me with their with their road games, is a little bit um, daunting, but. The way Gary talked about Duggan, I thought, was super interesting. I think that we don't really recognize how hard of a off season he had. They haven't come yeah. out and said it, but I think he had COVID, and then he had that heart thing. And, like, he didn't really ever get to get going until, like, halfway through the year.
2: Um but then, yeah. Like, well, if he if he plays the first half of the Iowa State game, you wonder if it's different because the Downing kid was not very good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, like, te- in in fairness, TCU beat up on a lot of teams that were COVID ridden at the end of last year during that five game losing streak. But I thought they were probably Brent the most interesting team that I dove hmm. into was probably TCU when I was down there. Um, I thought Chris Kleiman made some good points, but I still don't think that they're going to be very good. Uh, Texas again was a snooze. Gundy annoyed me. There you go. That was my big 12 media. Day.
2: And then, and then Kansas didn't even make it And Kansas. Didn't poor, even show up for Kansas for the first time in
0: how long Kansas has like something positive. To- Look, we got this coach, you know, that, that all these people like smart people respect. And he came here and we can't even freaking get him down there. <laughs> Like There would have been people wanting to talk to Lance Leopold, honestly. I,
2: w- I would ask him the Campbell question. Why did you take the Kansas <laughs> job? Why are you here? Why are you here, Lance? Why did not you wait for the Purdue job? Or He could Penn have gotten State, better than I Purdue. Not Penn State. Yeah, I, maybe. Hell yeah. Wait a couple more years. Yeah, like win, like win two Maryland. championships. Maybe yeah. the next Maryland coach, something like that. Anyway, yeah, it, that was it. It was great to, it was great to watch. So I actually, I watched a lot of it on ESPNU and I thought, uh, their host, um, I think it's a a, Na- a Nash, I'm going to say his name Anish Shroff who does a lot of their stuff for ESPNU made as good a point about Iowa state that I've heard, at least an analogy or a metaphor. And, and I get them mixed up still. And I'm 36, but he said Iowa state right now is like a company that's about to go public. And, yeah, that's good. It, you know, yeah. it's, it's their they've built to this point and now's the time where they're going to go public and the price is going to be very high and there's still room to grow. So I thought that was really good because if you think about it, it's been a long road and it's been difficult times, but if, if Iowa States that, you know, that, that entity that's about to explode, this is the year to do it. And I thought, I thought, the, I thought it was really good. I thought it was well said. And and I think that's the Iowa state reputation though nationally is they're not just an underdog story anymore. I think, I think they've proven now since they've done this in 17, this is not, you know, a, a once in a couple year thing. It's, they are here and they're here to stay. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. And I also like
0: the, the more listen, like your competition means a lot, no doubt. And I like, stacking them, these other teams up. I've I've read Britain and thought so much about Big 12 football in the last seven days. I just don't think the middle of the league, I think it's good, but I think it's like a cannibalistic type good. Like, I just don't think that, I don't know. Like, I, I like, I'm less convinced that there's going to be like a three-way tie for second. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah. just, I, I, unless Iowa State is... Disappointing. I think that they are the clear two in this league after being down there last week.
2: Well, and again, the schedule sets up really well for Iowa State. It It does. Just it, unlike TCU, where you have to go to the three toughest road games, Iowa State's schedule works out well. Now, there's some tricky spots. We've discussed those. The trip to Baylor's tricky because you're coming off UNLV. The trip to West Virginia is always tricky because it's a a strange place to go. I don't think it's going to be very good. That was, I, I don't either. I yeah. That, that was interesting. They still don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Dave Aranda thought spoke eloquently. I think he's a he smart was, guy. He was great. Yeah. But I just don't, I don't see them being a real threat there. And then the trip to Lubbock, you know, could be difficult. I thought Wells was good. And you know, the hype for shuck is good, but I think they are a ways away. So long story short, I mean, outside of that road trip to Oklahoma, We keep coming back to it. Iowa State's favored, and favored, by the way, by at least six points in pretty much every single game this year. So it's not like it's a flip of the coin. It's a, if you're a six-point favorite, you're basically, I mean, I think the odds are you're about a 65% chance of winning. And if you look at, you saw Bill Conley on ESPN, who I think is great, you know, he he does the analytical stuff. If you look at Iowa State's metrics, they have a, it's a 65% chance to win every single game except for, the Oklahoma game. And so these aren't flips of the coin. We're like, Oh, one thing here or there. I think Iowa state, if it continues to progress and we think they will, uh, they should be able to be comfortable. And and, and again, you're dealing with weird things can happen. College football. But I think the anticipation for Iowa state is not only to win some of these games, but they should be seven to 10 points better than a lot of these other schools in the big 12, especially at home. All right, real quick. Let's do a hit on recruiting. Uh, massive weekend. Man, just to keep rolling. This is the best massive week. This is the best This is the best recruiting class Iowa State's had in my lifetime. Yeah, and I'm putting it out there. I think so too. Did you and, see and, my little deal and, on and by ratings, right? So by so obviously the Purdy class ended up being really good because of Brock. Um, you know the Brees Hall class is really good because of Brees, but if you look at the collective here, there really isn't a. A reach out of the group. Look there, I think each and every recruit C Dub has like six other Power Five offers, and so you remember back to the the McCarney era and the Rhodes era. Oh, it was yeah. like if you if you got one Power Five other yeah. offer, You're, you were you were in good shape. You're beating dudes like Akron and yeah, like that was Rice. The,
0: yeah, I mean, so this receiver, Greg Gaines, out of Tampa Bay Tech, commits on Saturday and chooses Iowa State over what? Auburn, Florida State, Iowa, uh, Penn State, Tennessee. Like, I mean, this guy, 6'2", 185. Uh, (laughs) But man, this one, when Greg Gaines committed it, finally, like, I don't do a lot of football recruiting anymore. Uh, but like that, it got me juice. It got my juices flowing up. Dale last week really got me excited. Cause I, yeah, I have a lot of connections to that Lewis central
2: did, program. Did you hear his quote? Which one? Well, he said a couple things, the, the, but the most poignant to me was, he goes, Iowa treated me like a business. Iowa state. Um, you actually wanted to develop a relationship. Oh really? I didn't know. Or, or something oh, like I, Iowa was more like a business. It felt like the Iowa state people cared. He basically said I was a Hawkeye fan and a K-State fan growing up, but but Iowa State did the best job and presented me with the best opportunities. So I thought that was telling. Interesting how that works. Yes. Yeah, but, I mean, just another, like,
0: a big week. They get this Jason Essex uh, a couple days ago. That was on Friday. Uh, Another big wide receiver, 6'3", 192. I mean, they just keep rolling in. So right now, uh, 247. Has Iowa State ranked 25th? Yeah, that's fifth in the Big 12, and um, they just keep rolling. And, and man, if you really want to lose, like your um, lose some time, if if you go to the bottom, if you do you go to two four sevens like database very often? Yeah. Yes. They have the all time commit list. Yeah. Yep. Boy, you want to lose a lot of time. So again, the babies, uh, her, the hand, feet, and the mouth. <laughs> Have spots up at all, all hours. hours. Yeah. I have not slept. And I bet I spent 45 minutes going through this all time Iowa State commitment. And I was you trying down to. down
2: the top top five.
0: I was trying to yeah. like figure out how many of these guys have I made recruiting
2: calls to <laughs> in my career. And I bet you I'm at like 60% of them, to be honest my, with you. My favorite is in any all time Iowa State recruiting list, you'll see Jamaica JJ Bass in it. Oh, it just yeah. just makes me. It just makes you feel good. So it's one is Lazard. Yep. Two is JJ Bass, the John Narciss special. <laughs> he did run for a hundred yards in his first game, I believe, for a second game. Uh, and we thought, hey, here comes JJ. Joe skates at number three. Oh. Jirel Brock
0: at number four.
2: Brock ahead of Reese. Hunter
0: Deo at number five. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, and then uh, Hunter Deckers at number six. Here's a blast from the
2: past. Walter
0: Nickel at number seven.
2: He was uh yeah, he was that's our error right there. I had some classes with Walter. Bloom, here's
0: a guy who two guys who I did not know. I know you will. I did not know because it's just a year before I got to Iowa State. Federico
2: Samuel yeah, never made it. <laughs> D tackle. Oh man. Oh, I got stories. About he he's the one who got me interested in message sports. Really? I was like, we oh. might get Frederico Samuel. Like he was a he was a so, big dude. So he's the Ivan Sherlu of football. He, I, you know, he may have made it and then flamed out immediately. But man, um, they thought he was going to be the deal. I mean, Mac Mac in like oh three. He, I think Frederico was oh two. Class of oh two. Two thousand two. Yeah.
0: 2002. yeah.
2: Yep. Okay. So he signed a bunch of Jucos and almost all of them didn't make it, but Frederico was supposed to be the guy. He was the 46th ranked player in the country. Was he, was he, he was a D tackle, right? D tackle. 6'4", 315. Yeah. I mean, they thought they were getting like an NFL guy with Frederico. So if you remember him, you had to remember Max Stewart. Max Stewart, offensive lineman.
0: Well, he was an yep. he was an outside linebacker. He must have. Oh no, into, I'm
2: thinking somebody else. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, yeah, so Max. I, I know Max who you're was, thinking of. You're thinking of Curtis James. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Curtis James is an offensive. The line. Same, ninth best, best recruit era. in the history of Iowa State football. Yeah, that's who it was. Stewart was. I think Stewart was out of Florida. Uh, I believe. I and mean, Mac Mac got really into like. Yeah,
0: he was getting this he was sending um the D line coach. Um, what was his name? Mike Nelson. Yeah, Nelson had all those connections with the Juco's. Yeah. and I have a great I, at some point, um I've become good friends with um Scott Knock. Maybe I'll get him on yeah. here. I have a great story about um Webster Patrick and I I was getting cussed out by members of Mac staff because of some. Oh, majority. I remember that. I had done. Uh, Brees Hall, number eleven. Uh, great gains. So this guy who just committed this weekend, the twelfth best commit in the history of Iowa State football, wow. according to the numbers. Uh, your the rest of your top fifteen, real quick. Uh, Cedric yes, Johnson, uh, Jake Campos, and Sean Foster, starting left tackle. Starting right. Interesting. Tackle. Steel, Interesting. Steel Jantz makes an appearance at sixteen. He was that high.
2: Yeah. I guess it just goes to show, though, recruiting rankings aren't the gospel.
0: Well, the, no, they're not. But I also noticed, like, I mean, if I, I bet if I went through the top like thirty, a ton of these guys are Campbell guys. Aiden yeah, I Bowman, think somebody, the third string
2: quarterback is number twenty six. I think somebody ran it where like twenty eight of the top forty six of all time are in the Campbell era. Yeah, I mean, I I believe it looking. So at I, I miss, I miss, uh, represented Max Stewart. He was from California and he did make it to campus, but he didn't do much. remember the Fisher twins. Oh, do I? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's yes. A good time. They were, they were mountains. I remember they Mormons, right? I think they were yeah. like Utah. Like, yeah, there they were. Yeah. No, I yep. remember one of my first days on campus. I was at the, the four seasons fountain, which is just outside the union there. And I saw those two guys and I was like, Oh my gosh. Those are football players. They, they were, were huge. They were massive, massive human beings. And the one was the one was better than the other one. And he was okay. Brock Purdy, the the best
0: quarterback in the history of Iowa State football, the 70th best recruit.
2: <laughs> yeah, just again, recruiting rankings aren't everything. Rodney Coe ranked four spots ahead of Brock Purdy. <laughs> if he would have stayed. He got caught up in the Irving situation. Yeah. Which by the way, <laughs> stop stop saying gate. <laughs> I got a note from somebody uh. via Twitter about our uh, David Irving conversation. What about? I'm not going to mention him. But, but this, this uh, person was a manager during the era. Oh, and he's God. like, you guys, and he, t- he wrote me, you you guys need to get managers on. Oh yeah. Because managers have the inside scoop. Let's he's get like, I on. got stories about David Irving. I'll bring managers on. I'm not above that. <laughs> and he's right. Like the managers are what make this world go round.
0: We just put out the Charlie Kohler uh, spaghetti with your fingers. T-shirt. You think I'm above putting, <laughs> you think, you think I'm above
2: putting a manager on here? Come on. <laughs> yeah this he uh yeah somebody i'm not gonna again i'm not gonna out him but i appreciated the <laughs> note about David Irving. Uh, I'm popping some more Cody road here uh oh yeah now this he said he said the next day at the bird was pretty awkward i can imagine
0: this uh man this this whole deal i just went down an absolute rabbit hole about four o'clock in the morning last night. Going through all these guys, and I was like, "Man, the only thing I'm missing right now is a couple of cold beers and Bloom."
2: So what? This yo, is like a country club. We would, club conversation. We, would have played, we would. I mean, if we would have done this better, we would have played a game. Like oh, guess, yeah.
0: Well, guess the top seven. Maybe we could do that in a summer series. We still have some more and of these we, to do. Yeah, we should. We should actually halt, just like
2: Carper, pick random names. Carper made the top three hundred. Carper wasn't a good recruit at the time. Yeah. I, I again, I, I don't tell Adam this, and I don't know Adam if he's if he's listening. He probably but I was, he listens. To I a lot. was, I was pretty excited in my, uh, you know, my parents' basement in Waukee, Iowa, when they got the kid from Clorinda. Adam Carper, Clorinda, Iowa,
0: six-two-two hundred, safety. Um, he, uh, I, he never really wanted to. I, if I remember correctly, he never wanted to go to Iowa. I thought it was going to be, it was going to be Iowa State or Kansas State. I think were the two. He was holding out for a Nebraska offer, but they were in that whole like weird deal they were in, you know, cause Yeah, they were right in the middle of it he yeah. could have played there. Um, but I, yeah, he loved McCarney. Like that literally like went there and I, Oh, according to this, he had a Nebraska offer. Well, whatever. That's, that's all, but like he, he, like it wasn't any sort of a deal. Like he was, he just loved McCarney. That's who he wanted to play for.
2: Well, and Adam is one of those that if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, I still think he would have had a chance at the next level. I mean, he started as a freshman. He's one of those what if stories for me. It's really a, it's really unfortunate but I mean you know him. He's he's one of your best friends, if not your best friend. And best man at my super, wedding. Super successful CFO. Yeah, he I did mean, the okay guy, for himself. The guy's doing just fine. Hot
0: wife, ton of beautiful <laughs> kids. Like he's <laughs> making a lot of money. He's doing great. Yeah, I, I Adam's not struggling. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so, this is how this was working for me. Darren Montgomery was the guy who blew out his knee in practice. He's, oh, no. He's yes. in the top, like, 100 here.
2: Oh, Montgomery. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. They had some they, some of their receivers back in the mid-2000s. Uh, Man, you could write a book about those guys. shady characters. I don't think Montgomery was, but he <laughs> blew out
0: Carper's knee. That's all I Yeah, it was a practice thing. Yeah. Brutal. Okay. Um, the horns down situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, Listen. What, call, Brent Bloom speaks for all officials. Yeah, I do. What, what do you think about this deal? Because I, I think it's I, ridiculous.
2: People are killing Greg Burks, who was a fine official in his day. He was he was a white hat. Well, he sold he us, us a, a lot great of T-shirts,
0: job. so I appreciate his contributions
2: to this website. And he, he's getting murdered for his fault, <laughs> but it's absolutely their correct take. What? You can't. You Here's the thing. You can't. horns. You can't. Why? Why? You can't middle finger somebody in the middle. of Like, you can't in their face. You can do it to your crowd.
0: That's not the middle finger. The middle finger means F you. Horns down is just taunting like they're stupid hand signals.
2: Fine. But so if you do it to somebody, that's taunting. Like, that is the definition of taunting. If you do hand, any hand gesture, if I do the horn frog gesture in somebody's face, that deserves a flag, too. If I do the guns up thing in somebody's face, that's a flag, too. What about guns down? It's not... (laughs) We're doing gun control. This is 2021. Guns down. It's (laughs) it is not the gesture itself. It's the taunting of the. Now, if I do it to my fans, which Greg Burke said, if you do it to your fans, that's fine. But you can't do it. How does he know? In Caleb Thompson's face.
0: What if Caleb Thompson's in front of you, but you're, you're you're teeing off on this guy who's been taunting you in the front row? But there's a Texas player
2: that just happens to be there officials' discretion, judgment call. <laughs> and they, they, they judge really well. They're not going to flag left and right, but if, if you get a sack... And you're standing over the quarterback, and you do the the horns down. Yeah, that's a flag. I'm sorry, partner. Like it's not. This I don't think we have to. And man, Twitter went crazy about it. But I'm like, I think that's the right ruling. Well, oh, we you sold a again, bunch of t-shirts on Saturday. You can't. You can't do the Baylor bear claw on somebody's face. I mean, again, I, maybe you can do that. Actually, it's a stupid thing. I'm just glad we don't have a hand signal on Ames. I really am. <laughs>
0: Isn't it funny You're though? This taking these, way too out of all contact. these news outlets spend all this money to send these like real reporters down here to do all this football stuff, and the the thing yeah, that comes out you. of it is this this horns down gay in the and why did Mike Gundy cut his mullet? <laughs> it's like I it's like I tweeted like we do this. To, there's a reason people hate sports writers. We yeah. do this to ourselves.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then you got a guy in oh. Peter Rap is complaining about the word culture. <laughs> Which started a whole other deal. I mean, I know. Then, then everybody got involved in
0: that. Everybody got mad. I participated. A guy. That's like the 10 times
2: sports writer of the year. I, okay, right. <laughs> I know. And he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Like, gosh, I love the we're, loss. We're, but then it got everybody get, fired up. We need to get to the games.
0: Oh, God. I'm so ready for the games. Yeah, but it, like the games. that yeah. horns down deal. There were two topics that took over Big 12 Media Day down there. Like COVID? The, the bar th- No, no, the, the horns down and Trev Albert's getting the Nebraska gig, mm, mm-hmm. That was like a shocker to people. I got some so, good stuff on, um, not, not podcast material, but
2: I got, I got some good Tom Herman stories from, from some Texas beat writers. That was good. So here's my Trev Albert story. Cause I'm never gonna be able to tell this again. He won't, I mean, I guess I could, but so in 2008, I was down in Orlando and I worked a central Florida SMU game as the stat guy, the personal stat guy for Trev Alberts and his play-by-play guy. Okay. So while this game was happening, I was staying time You're, you're, you're working for the magic. Like UCF. Yeah. It was an October. It was an October day. Okay. So there's no magic responsibility at the time. So they were looking for freelancers to help out on Fox sports, whatever. Gotcha. Okay. And so I said I'll do it. I'll do stats. I'll do talent stats. So I was working in the booth with Trev Albertson, um, the play-by-play guy, who I forget. I'm sure right he now. treated the minion like you very well. Well, and so <laughs> I couldn't help myself, right? So Iowa State's playing Kansas at the time, 2008. So this is our Nod's sophomore uh, year. And Josh if you recall, Freeman, this game, we won that game. I was no, in, we did not. It was Ryan we Hillary's wedding. We did not win that game. Iowa State was up like twenty-one nothing at halftime, and then choked away the to Todd and company. Oh, it was, a, it was a bad deal. Yeah, that was a different. I called a
0: Mound City uh, f- playoff game that week because you left, <laughs> so I had to go to Mound. Never. City. I'll never forget. I I'm not kidding, Bloom. I you can name an Iowa State football game between mm-hmm. now and two thousand three. I can tell you exactly what I was doing that day.
2: You're not alone. There's okay. probably a lot of people listening to this that can do that, which is pretty. Stupid. and We can't remember what we had four. I, I uh, listened to game. that game on my way back from Mount City to Shenandoah as the heartbreak unfolded. So Iowa State chokes this game away. So, and I mentioned to Trev, you know, early on, like, hey, I'm an Iowa State guy. Uh, I know you're in Nebraska, and he gave me some gave me some stuff right away. But I said, hey, but hey, we're beating you know, 21st ranked Kansas, 21 to nothing right now. Yeah. And so at some point, he gets an alert, <laughs> and and when Iowa State lost the game and choked it away. And he goes, hey, pal, good job out of your Cyclones today. Oh, man. And I was like, oh, Trev, Screw you, Trev!" Yeah, and I think I think I reminded him about the Marv Seiler game in 92, which he was a part of, but I didn't want to get thrown out of the press box either, so maybe I didn't. He's from Iowa, right? He's from Cedar Falls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good uh, for them. Yeah. They're, they paid Bill
0: Moose like $2.5 million to go away. They hated him, and from what I heard, and I've, I've always told you guys this, the best place to get information at these media days is at the bar, which makes me a very valuable resource for Cyclone fanatic listeners and readers. Cause that's what I do well. And mm-hmm. from what I've, un, from what I've been able to piece together, I mean, he was like fifth or sixth at Nebraska. Like they didn't Trav. get any, they didn't get any of the guys, hey there. guys. And I, I heard, so Travis justice, I didn't hear this. He came on a radio show he didn't think that Trev would even want it. He thought Trev was just going to like retire and Mm. just be rich in like Florida.
2: A lot of pressure now. Yeah. (sighs) I wonder, I wonder what, what that means for Fred. I don't know. Any new AD is probably not great for the current head coach, no matter what sport.
0: Well, the only thing with Fred is he's got enough recruiting momentum right now. They're getting some guys, but like, man, at some point they got to do something. The kid they, they got really good. The McGowan's kid. or Yeah. They certainly haven't shown on the floor a lot, but right. we'll see. I, I have something, a lot of something faith to in watch Fred as an X's and O's guy. So if you get some talent, we'll see.
2: All right. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you got to go to Dallas. I was happy for you. I, I, it sounded like it was a good therapeutic couple days just to talk football and horns down. Yes. No, you're right. I've got a lot
0: more uh, coming to, I, I, I'm working on a column right now with um, Campbell and Brees about uh I think it's a cool I think it's a cool angle about Jirell Brock and how he could really be an asset to this Iowa State. I'm trying to find things that not everybody else is writing about. You know? Yes. And I, I think that Brees gave me some really good stuff on Gyrel and so did Matt. The the column isn't on Gyrel, but it's on the running game as a whole and how they should be able to get better. Uh, you know, with more consistency on the offensive line, getting Trevor Downing back. Um, Brees putting on 10 pounds and lowering his 40 time. Like, wow. You know, all that yeah, stuff. Good luck. So working good on luck. that. And then um, I got, I'll have some other stuff for you guys too. But yeah, I'm I'm fired up. Um, good time to, I'm going to just promote this to the, if you like our content, the best thing you can do to help us is subscribe to our premium or Patreon boards. And I will give you a little bit of a hint. This name image and likeness deal is going to be very beneficial for our Patreon and premium members as far okay, as. Okay. That's
2: interesting because you, did you see what Texags.com did. i was yeah. going to get your yeah
0: your well, thoughts on that. Well, I
2: know we can't do 10,000 a player.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to do that, but what I am going to do is give some money to some players to come and have like uh, open sessions with our subscribers. Makes sense. I'm not going to be like, but if like somebody who is a subscriber to Cyclone Fanatic wants to ask X player a question, here's your chance. But I, it makes a lot of sense in my opinion, like that, listen, I'm getting hammered by members of the media in our market for the t-shirt thing, which I knew I would. It's, it is what it is. Yep and I fully came out and explained. So I have nothing to explain to anybody, but um, you know what? Like Texags is everything. I aspire psycho and fanatic to be at some point in time. So I'm not going to criticize them. I do think I, you know, I come at it from a different world. Like, so if you're a millionaire, you look at things differently than if you're, a guy making $50,000. Well, we're the website making $50,000. Right. So like I would never pay a player like that, but like maybe if you have the well-being that they do, maybe you think it's worth it. I would say like, is it worth it? Because everybody's already going to you anyways, but we'll see. I more, my question more would be like, if that guy's on your payroll, that would, that's what it becomes a, an ethical thing for me. It's, 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 yes. Yeah. There's not a single check that will go from Cyclone Fanatic to Brock Purdy or Brees Hall from T-shirts. We've we've set it up very directly and very deliberately. Like, this is a whole different deal. And, like, we'll see. I mean, maybe – I'll never say never on anything. Maybe in three years I'll look at all this differently and the whole world will look differently. But, yeah, I thought that was a really interesting development.
2: Yeah, it's there's gonna be stuff that just pops up. Where you're like, wow, I hadn't considered that, but What'd I just think we're gonna have to. I, yeah, I think it crosses a line. Now, the money is not coming from the website, it's coming from an advertiser of the website, but still, yeah, so they set it up. Yeah, I, okay. So then there's a mortgage company, and kudos to the mortgage company that nobody's ever heard of that now everybody knows about. Yeah, you know, I mean, so it's weird, in, and, and really, in the first couple months of this, you're better off if you're gonna make a statement in NIL as a sponsor to do it early because that's where you get the PR from it. And so you're not getting the recognition from the actual interview or paying these two players, 10 grand each, like no. the number of view, like it's not like these thousands, I mean, tech sags is huge. Like they get like a million a week. Right. I mean, they're, they're mass. The, they are the, there's really like premier. Yeah. Premier website
0: of there. There's really like four, real, like independent, like college websites that are out there. They are like, they're LeBron.
2: Yeah. So, so again, I don't think people are going to go like, oh yeah. But all of this attention that they have now received for a really low rate, actually $20,000 for national media is pretty good, but this won't last. Like all of these, like the, the, the MMA gym thing in Miami guy got some press for that for $500,000. It, it makes no sense was. to
0: give the third string offensive lineman
2: $6,000 a year. It does not. And it won't. And eventually this will reach a status quo of, okay, this is what we're going to do. And it won't make the news anymore. Like it will stop making the news. When I get these, and at that point, these companies really have to ask themselves, is this the best return of investment return of investment here for our dollars? Now because I will say a
0: because I've been approached about this because of the Brock deal, but like there are companies that are like, Hey, we'd like to have Brock like read an ad for us and then have it on the Cyclone fanatic podcast, like of his voice, you know, yeah, like, I get that. And that's like the way I look at it, that's between Brock and the company. And then if the company wants to come and buy ad time, like, sure, I don't care. I'll play yeah. it. Yeah. I will say this though. This is another deal. Like, just media is so weird now. It's messed up, and the gray areas are becoming sure. more gray. And and the but then the really white and black dudes are really pissed. Like they are well, really pissed about all this.
2: Well, so here's a question: If you're the Texas A&M Sports Information Department, how do you now get these two players yeah. to go do an interview for somebody or, else? Or like I wouldn't do it.
0: Like if you're um, Spencer Rattler, aren't you pissed that they didn't bring you down to Dallas? Maybe. Yeah. What if you're like I think Raising Kane signed a deal with him. Like, couldn't you be like, yeah, hey Spencer, where? Why at, the hell man. isn't Coach Riley taking you down there to wear? Yeah, wear your Raising Kane's hat when you're taking interviews.
2: It's, I don't know. It's just, and there's no, there's no enforcement mechanism. Like at least in the NFL, they have the players association that mandates you have to do this or that, or they have the union. That's what Patterson
0: that, said. Patterson nailed it I, on that. It I, was think, really I think you
2: almost need it. I mean, they need a union. They, I'm sorry. They need, really. to, they need to have some sort of formal guidelines that everybody's on the same page with, or else it's just going to be and the market will eventually dictate it too. It just will take a little bit. I don't know. It's just, you're going to have these one-off things that make major news where everyone's going to panic and go, oh, my gosh. How are we going to compete with that? And it's it's the uh, – I thought Campbell – what did Campbell say? It really hasn't been a big deal at all so far. Yeah, and I, and I believe that. I mean, that's
0: – I mean, you look at Brees and Brock. Like, Brees did the mouthpiece thing. Um, the guys are doing the shirts with us. Yep,
2: get the autograph.'re doing
0: the autograph thing, but like none of these things are
2: really like these guys aren't getting rich. yep I, I I do wonder if there's if it becomes a you know wealthy donor battle with some of the bigger programs, perhaps it becomes more of an issue. but right now, the a uh, and m thing and the Miami thing seem to be the one-offs and not the norm.
0: All right, when does your wife get back? Monday night? You got the boys, uh, but you get to take them to daycare. So you'll
2: be, I got daycares. I mean, really daycare is a lifesaver for that purpose. It's it's worth the money. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I would, I would pay them like Texas Ags money for taking them for (laughs) tomorrow.
0: i would give anything to be able to take my daughters to daycare tomorrow but i can't so we're having to like navigate this whole thing for like my father-in-law to get here uh it's just
2: it's a effing disaster i I, I like how our podcast turns into like it's just us just parenting about parenting 401 god Yeah. yeah elise
0: will get better and then next week she's gonna have like scarlet fever or something
2: Might as well just just, just start planning, planning ahead. Maybe for the first game, that's when it'll happen. Like, great for for game day. Appreciate you, my man. Take care. Have a good week, everybody. Have a
0: great week, everybody. Uh, He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Rate, subscribe, review. Later.